Welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Manning, and here on the podcast, I interview experts from within and outside the eye care industry on the business management topics and advice that matter most to you, your practice, your patients, and your success. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Practice Advantage podcast. Running an independent eye care business is difficult work. There's never a lack of metrics to track, patients to see, and people to manage. The day-to-day operations often consume the majority of our time, making growing, changing, and reaching the stage of business success that we want challenging. I would argue one of the hardest things about building your business is the commitment it takes to measured, consistent change. It's so easy to stay in the status quo, especially when things are working well. To help us break out of the status quo, my guest today is Grant Larson. Grant has been in the eye care industry for years, having run a marketing agency for eye care professionals, having run Canada's I Recommend Buying Group, and now serving as Chief Commercial Officer for Aquis Pharmaceuticals. Grant, welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Justin. This is fun. Um, always uh, happy to share some ideas and hopefully a few of them stick for the listeners and they can take something from this. So yeah, let's do this. Absolutely. Now, Grant, you have years, obviously, of leadership experience within the eye care industry, spent a number of years working directly with independent practices. At any stage of business, change can be challenging. And at the heart of this, frankly, I think it's it's human nature. Why are we so opposed to change? And how do we look at it differently, especially in practice? Absolutely. I think it's um, in order to make changes or get people to um, put down their biases, it's uh, you have to recognize where it comes from, right? I mean, it's it's people don't change because of, you know, a loss of power or loss of control and flat out just fear, fear of what's coming next or what the unknown is, or it could even be behaviors they learned from when they were a kid and you never know what it is or just a particular family. So you have to understand the reasons why change is difficult. And I don't think any of us like it. Otherwise, it would be easy to pick up new habits or, you know, change your life on the drop. So we need a little bit of help here and there. And 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 that's kind of what you have to recognize. And every single person is different. And that's probably one of the best messages you can give. Just like we treat every patient differently, you need to treat, you know, every staff member or every situation differently as well. Love that. And I know we'll get to this a little bit later, but you sort of alluded to it uh, there for a, for a second is asking for help and not doing change alone is so valuable. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. You and I were talking about it before, before yeah. we hit record. So it'll be, yeah. it's an important piece to this. Let's let's zoom in to the practice level and, and actually think about a certain type of scenario. Let's say an independent practice wants to implement a new service, dry eye, expanded medical eye care, specialty contact lenses, for example. It's easier said than done, especially given we're seeing a busy patient load. We have day-to-day operations to run. What are the first steps to take when we have this desire to do something new, make a change, to to help grow, 
But what are the the first steps that we should take in order to be successful, say, with this endeavor? Yeah, I was, it always comes back to uh, why you want to do it. I know it sounds funny, but it's one of the first questions as a consultant you ask your client or the first question you want to ask yourself is, why is it important to me, right? So, and oftentimes I find the best method to do it. And, and I've worked through this with, and it's been worked through with me as well. You know, when you have personal coaches or or life coaches and what happened, the first thing they ask you is, why do you want to do this? And list all the reasons why, and then pick the top two or three. And that's what's going to sustain you through your launch. That's going to convince you to spend the money. That's convincing you to spend the time. All those things are resources that you have a limited amount of. And you'll never get through that or you'll never convince yourself to do something unless the why is there. So that's the first thing we do is we tackle the emotional reasons why people don't change or why it's important for you to change and why do you want to do this. And sometimes you discover that maybe it's uh, yeah another specialty that you're interested in more. Maybe it's vision therapy or maybe it's something else. And, and sometimes it comes out in, in that first introspective look at yourself. First step is that. And, and the second step is once you've discovered that why, it's going out and finding someone to help. And 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 you just talked about that. It's it's uh, some of the biggest mistakes I made in my career was early on was trying to do everything myself or trying to show off and show how smart I am that I I can do all this stuff myself. And it yeah I might have got there, but it took me a long time. And 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 I'll come back to that time thing that that people oftentimes don't think about it's not about money it's about time it's it's funny it's uh you know there's there's that saying if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and that's a lot of what you're saying and I, I love the piece about starting with the why i think it's easy to get caught up and i'm this sort of operational type thinker it's the how it's the all right step one is this and then we got to do this and we got to do this and we almost jump too quickly to okay well that's where i'm going I got to figure out exactly how to get there. Taking that step back, understanding the why, why this matters to me as a person, why this matters to my patients, why this matters to my business and my people that I employ within the business. And I would go a step further to say, and then sharing that why over and over and over again in the early stages, it's contagious and it's motivating and it and it definitely helps drive us further than just jumping straight to the operational step one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, nobody, everybody can execute. I think, you know, following steps is is what we do as successful people, right? I mean, we follow an algorithm when we, we treat patients, we follow different steps when we launch products and business, right? That's the stuff that we can identify and, and get done, right? But it's that, it's, it's that passion that everybody else sees you know, and that's how people are going to follow you. That's how your staff is going to get infected uh, with your enthusiasm and, and what you want to be, right? So if you think about, you know, why employees leave companies, uh, oftentimes it's because they don't know how they fit in. They don't know what their purpose is, right? Those are the things that drive, you know, um, excitement. And and as you said, that longer term success is is all about the emotional attachment. And I think on top of all of that, it's it's so perfect and so true. 
the more enthusiasm you can garner within your people and within your team, the more they will do and the the higher they will perform and the more they will help the business grow. I think it's so easy to overlook that and, and let, you know, those listeners to the podcast know just how passionate I am about, about this particular piece to practice success. So let's, let's take a, a look further down the road. We've determined our why we have that we were, we're, we're on top of the reasons behind it. We're motivated. We get our people on board and we develop our plan. So we we have these pieces in place. We're starting to, we've launched, we're starting to see impact of this new service or this new change. On this side, how, how do we sustain it? How do we keep the change moving forward? How do we keep, especially if the, the path, shall we say, gets bumpy? Um, and there are going to be mistakes and there are going to be things you wish you would have learned before or, but unless you recognize them, like, you know, oftentimes in leadership, we talk about accountability. We talk about, you know, recognizing, rewarding. These are all things that you want to put your finger on and you want to make sure that you measure and that it's fair. So those are the little things, those little acts of recognizing great success or recognizing mistakes that are going to be motivating going forward. So you need a scorecard. You need an absolute scorecard to tell if you're getting better, if you're winning, if you're trying to get your reaching your objectives. And again, it goes back to consultants or it goes back to management practices. Oftentimes they put these things in place. Um, and you know in most practices, especially on the smaller side, the ODs, Mr. Everything, right? So they're the ones responsible for putting all these things in place. And hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year from now, you can pass some of those responsibilities off to um, another staff member or manager, or you can put in place somebody that can do all those things to keep keep it alive and keep everybody going. So two ideas there, measure things. Number two, get everybody involved, like have everybody measure things, which means the only things you're measuring are the things that matter, not everything, the things that matter and get your staff involved in deciding what those things are. Um, recognition, and it's all the things about learning and creating new habits. It takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of consistency, right? Making sure you're doing all those things. It takes some recognition, some gratitude, all those things mixed together. So what I just talked about are all the psychology and motivators of creating new habits or creating change. And for those interested in diving deeper into those metrics and tracking what matters, there's a number of podcast episodes with Brian Hoban, who leads our member business advisor team. I highly encourage our listeners to, to listen to those episodes on KPIs and tracking metrics uh, if you have not listened to those already. So we've we've talked quite a bit already about the people side of things. It's important to get them involved, engage them in the change process, motivate them. Anything else to add here when it comes to getting your team on board with this new endeavor, this change, this new opportunity that you're pursuing? And how do we keep them engaged throughout the whole process? I'd say rewarding them, including them in in your success, right? So um, as you hit certain milestones, there's team celebrations. 
as people do things that are really innovative or create great new ways of doing things, you reward individuals, you reward teams, and that is how you keep it all together. And the quicker you can pass off your enthusiasm to the rest of the team is the quicker it's going to be become part of your culture, right? So everybody talks about, um, you know, culture is part of companies, but nobody ever talks about how do you share it up or how do you infect others, right? So um, that's the that's the quickest way to get, you know, your new specialty off and running or your new way of doing business. And uh, oftentimes, you know, those same things carry off into the rest of your business. So where do you get the ideas from? Yeah, where do you get the ideas from? Because um, none of this is, the best ideas come from artificial intelligence. We all know that, right? <laughs> but long before there was artificial intelligence, our parents told us to hang around with really good people or hang around with people you want to be like or the old adage that you're the average of your friends. Well, those concepts are brought through groups. And I know you guys do that. Um, you get together with you know, mentors or a friendship group that does all the same things you do. It might be locally or it might be on a national basis. You reach out to your coaches and, and uh, your help at PECA and you ask, hey, has anybody ever done this before? Can you recommend me a mentor? Can you recommend somebody who's kind of like me, but maybe a year before where I want to get? So if you ask these specific questions, that is the quickest way to get to where you want to be. You talked about AI in there and you talked about technology. So obviously technology can play a huge benefit in addition to the collective community that you were part of. And, and you're right. That is what we are so passionate about here at PECA is connecting doctors to share ideas and be successful and learn from each other. It accelerates success. You don't have to jump through the same hoops, learn the same lessons or or make the same mistakes that others have. But speaking to the, the technology side of things, how have you seen practices and businesses leverage technology in this change, quote unquote, change management, shall we say, space? And really all that means is become being successful and doing something new. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, where they get information from, how they ask questions, right? Um, no more, you know, you have starter videos. You go to other practices and watch them actually use technology. Um, you follow them around. You do, you know, perceptorships. Um, you watch, yeah, say it again, you watch videos on how how it's done, how it's monetized. You know, so there are so many quick ways to learn. Um, you talk about all different social media channels the question is not finding the media it's filtering it right it's finding stuff that you can relate to that that fits with your learning style that's believable that you can relate to so there's so much information online right now in technology the question is how you filter it right and that's what ai does and that's what google did 20 years ago they found a way to organize the internet right and now it's becoming even more important with all sorts of information online is how do you ask the right questions? Or in terms of AI, to bring it full circle, how do you prompt or ask AI 
what you want to achieve. So, you know, to bring it full circle again, I think it's asking questions, you know, that's why I think groups are even more important nowadays because of the complexities of business. It's so much quicker to learn from your members or from uh, the management of your group than it is to uh, go figure it out yourself. All right, Grant, let's dig a little deeper into that. How have, how do you do it? How have you filtered, how have you leveraged, say, AI in this type of space from a knowledge standpoint? Well, I think what it does is, is it gives you some confidence to get started, right? So I don't necessarily use everything, you know, within the AI realm, but what it does is it gives me a starting point and that's the hardest part, isn't it? Right. We talked about change earlier, the fear of getting started, why entrepreneurs have these ideas their whole life and never bring them to life. Um, so getting started is really key. And I think that that's where AI is a really good starting point. Um, as far as using technology, a lot of these things, let, let's call them selling points or, or ideas or motivation or psychology, whatever it is, it's nothing new. It's just packaged differently, right? And if you go on to some services like um, uh, Udemy, or there's one that I use online, it's really convenient for me when I'm at the gym or in my car, it's called Blinkist. And they give you these module style learning. So a minute to two minute little clips on any subject. So if you wanted to look up change management, you're going to find 10 different books and they're you know, kind of really well organized. So Again, technology, helping organize yourself. Um, I have a limited amount of time and I've got to solve problems all day long. So I have to know all the time where to find solutions from. And it's either from a, a warehouse, somebody's already done it, or from this organized curated app that helps me learn. I think that's a really important takeaway is recognizing the value and importance when it comes to launching something new, doing something different, building a specialty within a practice is the importance of continued growth from a knowledge standpoint. And that's both clinical and business and management and leadership and all of the pieces that we almost you know, get looked at later in the process, but staying up to date, staying knowledgeable and leveraging opportunities like apps, like you shared, groups like us at PECA to download, quote unquote, that knowledge quicker, faster, more efficiently than having to search for it all on your own. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So let's look at your own business experience, Grant, obviously having been a, a leader in this space for quite some time. What's one of the most difficult or significant business changes you've had to make? Bringing something new to market, expanding a service, et cetera. How did you approach it? How did you make sure it was successful? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, recognizing what the endpoint is. Um, I you know oftentimes if we talk specifically about a product, um, recognizing you know the challenges right off the bat, and you know the things that are going to get in your way or what the objections are going to be, right? Or what are what are the pain points of, of my customers, my, my targets, I call them. Or, uh, and you can look at any specialty. So right after you're talking about what your motivation is and why you want to do it, and you completely flip gears and you think about what does a dry eye patient go through? Or 
What does somebody who never wore contacts and would benefit from them, what do I really need to address? Or I could keep going through specialties, but but you really start to think about you know what that value is and just hone in on it and figure it out. And 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 if you can come up with a better way of addressing it, which sometimes it's a, a pure pharmaceutical play, for instance, or it's a product play. And sometimes it, there's a better play that can be, you can add technology to it. Maybe it's an app or it's something for patient compliance or adherence, right? We often know that the most unpredictable things are whether when that patient walks out the door, whether they're going to do the, the right things in the next six months to a year that I told them to do or whether I gave them the prescription, right? So that's the, the great unknown. And I think that's the next phase of products is figuring out how we can use technology for better outcomes. Super, super valuable. And and I really appreciated the way, uh, again, what you just mentioned, you start with the why, you leverage that to its fullest from a motivation standpoint and understanding of why it's so important to be going down this road. And then you look at the end user, the end customer, the end patient in many of these cases, Look at what is giving them the most challenge. What are their biggest pain points? And then you work back from there to solve the pain point and put that plan in place. And it's this is not an easy process. It is not an easy thing to do. But at the same time, it's necessary. We live in an, an environment, a world, in, in an economy that is so rapidly changing and patients can solve their problems in various different ways. We have to look at improving, changing, growing adapting as super, super important as we look at our business. And I think you've really helped us look at that in, in a new and different way. Grant, I can't thank you enough, really, for sharing your experience, your expertise, your wisdom with our listeners. You know, we always end with the same question here in the Practice Advantage podcast. We believe leaders are readers. What are you currently reading? Let me think here. Uh, I, I have to say that um, and this is maybe for a lot of people. Um, it's it's a huge challenge. I'm reading about the psychology of habits, and there's a number of different books that I'm looking at. So I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a pretty high energy guy. It is not normal for somebody to um, for me. I'm just a doer. Just get up and go. So I've gone through a few weeks of trying to break a habit of sitting down and meditating for. 10 minutes a day. And I know for, for those who do it, that's not a lot. But for me, that's a tremendous challenge. And then tracking habits. And yeah, I think I probably picked up coming out of COVID, probably picked up a few habits that are still lingering around, you know, kind of, you know, eating a few uh, hours of my day. So um, I, I guess I didn't give you an exact book, but, you know, how to break habits, um, how to track them and change them. And then how to sit down and uh, give yourself kind of a 10-minute reset every day. That's kind of what I'm working on. It's a challenge. I like it. Well, Grant, this is great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, hope everybody gets the underlying message. I think um, having run some buying groups and started buying groups, um, the biggest challenge was always getting the members to help themselves and to engage and uh Justin, when you asked me to do the speak, I said, hey, if I can encourage just a few people to reach out and overcome 
you know, kind of maybe uneasiness of asking questions or not knowing. Uh, that's, you know, what today was all about, right? So. Absolutely. Love it. Thanks a lot. If you've enjoyed the Practice Advantage podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to take your practice to the next level for the sake of your patients, your team, your community, and your bottom line, give us a call. 1-800-959-2020, option three. See you next time.